Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Good morning, Help Club for Moms. My name is Deb Weekly. I am so excited to be here with you guys today, my friends, my strong moms, my moms who have courage in the face of opposition. Yeah, that's you. You have courage in the face of opposition, and God is going to help you do that. He is going to help you dig deeper and to be strong in Him and in His mighty power. We're going to talk about that today. Do you ever feel afraid of raising kids up in this generation? Do you feel like you're not enough? Do you feel afraid when you look at the winds and the waves of culture? Guys, God is going to help you raise your kids up for him. He's going to help you accomplish the plans that he has set about for your life. He's going to help you to walk out your calling. He's going to help you to follow him. And we have a really encouraging video for you today. So I'm so happy to be here. Uh, I am actually learning a lot about courage myself because I, I have courage naturally, uh, but not all the time. And sometimes I feel weak and sometimes I feel afraid and sometimes I feel anxious. But God gave me a powerful message for myself today and I wanna share it with you. And so as you come on, I want you to tell me just with one word, what is God calling you to be right now? Is he calling you to be strong? Is he calling you to be faithful? Is he calling you to be steadfast? Is he calling you to persevere? Is he calling you whatever it is? And so, and if you're listening to the Help Club for Moms podcast, I wanna say hello to you guys. If you have a prayer request and you can tell us what God is doing in your life as well, email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com. We have an amazing prayer team and we will pray for you as well. Okay, so Alexis, hi, how did how are you doing today? It's so glad to see you. And uh, so before we get started, I have a few announcements while we're waiting for everyone to come on. So <clears throat> you guys, we have some winners for our uh, podcast, uh, for our book giveaway. <laughs> I'm sorry, my brain, oh my goodness. I'm having an allergic reaction. If you can't see my eyes, uh, I'm having an allergic reaction to something on my eyes, and so my, I think it's going up to my brain. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, let me start over. We have an announcement for a winner of the teacup and the, the giveaway with one hour phone call with me, and that is Jamie. Jamie, 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 Jamie. Sacedo. Oh my goodness, I thought I wrote it down. Let me look, let me look, let me look. Yes, Jamie Sacedo. Yes, we'll be contacting you. You won the free teacup and you won an hour phone call with me. And so, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have fun chatting on the phone. And hi, Allie and Kate. Good to see you guys today. Okay, and then the next thing is we are starting our new study September 5th. You guys, make sure you grab your book, The Wise Woman Abides Book. It's fantastic. It's only $13.99 on Amazon, and you're going to learn how to abide in Christ. It's a powerful study. It's super thick. It's going to take you all the way through to New Year's, all the way through to New Year's, you guys. So don't miss out. Don't miss out. And if you want to join our study, go to the Help Club for Moms page, and there's a there's a link under new here, and it says join our study, and you can fill out the little form there, and you can join it and grab a copy of your book, and we'll tell you everything you need to know, okay? So be sure to join our study starting September the 5th, and then 
Um, let's see. Oh gosh, you guys, this week on the podcast is amazing. If you are new to Help Clever Moms, we have the most amazing podcast, and we have Monday through Thursday our devotional podcasts, and every Friday or every other Friday we have like a special, some type of a of a special little topic that we like to dive deeper into that's a little longer, but Monday through Thursday, they are short devotions for you that will help you kick off your day in a powerful way, and this week on the podcast, we're talking about encountering Jesus, hearing his voice, for your children to hear his voice. Guys, I'm telling you, it is so important that we encourage each other to know how to hear the voice of God in our lives, and you will know uh, so much more about how to hear the voice of God in your own life after listening to that podcast series this week. So go to your favorite podcast provider, at Help Club for Moms, that's the name of our podcast, and listen, tune in for this week. And then Rochelle, I wanna say hello to you, I'm glad you're here. Okay, so let's pray. We're gonna dive right in. Jesus, thank you that you are calling each of us to be strong in the Lord and in your mighty power. You are calling us to be strong and courageous. God, you are calling us to be brave because the Lord our God is with us wherever we go. God, you reward a small amount of faith. Even if we just feel like we have faith to turn on this video or to read our Bible one more time, God, I know that you reward mustard seed-sized faith. Mustard seed size faith is small to us, but it's big to you, and you are the rewarder of our faith. So God, help us to encourage each other today to stand strong in the face of adversity, to have courage in the face of adversity, and to follow you all the days of our lives, and to be a strong mom in this time in history and in this season. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. All right. I'm so glad you're here, Carol. Good to see you. Okay. So lately, I have been stepping out in faith with Help Club for Moms, and there's some exciting things that are coming your way. But sometimes I get anxious, I get afraid, and I just don't know how things are going to come together. But God always works, and I know that when He calls you to something, He is going to work in your life, okay? If you have a teenager, if you're homeschooling, please invite your teenager or your upper elementary age child to watch this video. It's completely appropriate for them and I think that they would really be blessed. Or if your kids haven't gone back to school yet, let your kids watch or listen to this podcast, you guys, okay? Because it will bless them. Your kids are born in this generation for a reason and they need to be encouraged to walk by faith. They need to be encouraged to know that God has called them for this time in history. I think, I feel so bad for the children of this generation they can look around at their world and think, what a terrible time to be alive. But God is saying it's the perfect time for them to be alive. And mom, it is the perfect time for you to be a mom in this generation, raising warriors for God. That is what you're doing. You are raising warriors for Jesus Christ. And hi, Priscilla. I'm so glad you're here. And hi, Kate. Okay, so let's talk about this today. So I'm going to give you a few uh, examples. So in my life, I'm a first-generation Christian. Uh, my my parents, uh, they, they knew of God, and I know that they're in heaven. My grandparents were Christians, but my parents were not. But I'm what they call a first-generation Christian because it kind of starts all over again. So you might be a second-generation Christian if your parents were Christians, or a third-generation Christian if your grandparents 
and then your parents were Christian, you might be a third generation or fourth. Praise God if you're a fourth generation, right? Because if a third generation Christian does not raise up their kids, chances are that that fourth generation is not going to believe in God. It's it's statistically proven. You guys should read that book called The Three Chairs, and it's by the guy that wrote, um, uh, what's that? The Prayer of Jabez. I think it's Bruce Wilkerson. It's called The Three Chairs. It's a fantastic book. But guys, what it's telling us is no matter where you're at in your first generation, second generation, third generation or more, it's time to follow God and to be strong. It's time to take our faith seriously and to know that we are called into this time in history for such a time as this and to ask God for help every day because that's what he'll do. But it's a time to take it seriously, raising up these children in this broken world. Guys, if you've been around Help Club for the past few weeks, you know whenever I was on sabbatical, God spoke to me and he said that Help Club for Moms is a tool that he is using and he's placing into the hands of the women of this generation or the families of this generation to help them raise up their children for Christ, to help them impact their world in this broken generation. And that's what God has spoken to me. And I've taken that calling very seriously. And we are designing some things just for that call. But it's scary for me. It requires stepping out in faith. It requires I'm having a donor get together in September. It requires a lot of things that I've never done before. I've never had a donor event. You know, we have Giving Tuesday and we talk about what we're doing, but most people don't know to give to Help Club. But most people don't know that we're all volunteer and that 100% of your your gift goes to Help Club and it's tax deductible. And uh, I have some really close friends that have said to me, Deb, you never tell people that uh, you never ask people to be partners. And that's my fault. And so um, we're working on that. So if you would like to partner with Help Club, you can find the information on our website. It's a little bitty pink button says donate. And it's just, it's a small button. I'm working on it. I'm getting up my courage to uh, to work in that area of our ministry because of the calling that God has on our ministry's life to raise up disciples, to help moms to be disciples of their children, to, <laughs> to help moms to raise up their children for the Lord. See, I have things that I have to work on too. So anyway, but I'm just gonna tell you what God showed me today by reading the story of David and Goliath. And it's really, really, really strong. Okay, but before I read read this, you guys, I wanna tell you something. So when my children were growing up, so I was a first generation Christian and I did not know how to be a Christian mom. And you guys probably feel this way, but my mom had several affairs and she ruined my family. She's dead. She died when I was 20. It's a sad story. I love my mom. She loved me. She was really sweet, but she fell because of the devil's temptation, right? And so when I got married, my first thing that stressed me out was how on earth can I have a Christian marriage? Because I became a Christian right before we got, a year before we got married. And, um, I know it was two years before we got married, two years, but I really started following God a year before we got married. And I was afraid that I was going to mess up and be like my mom, right? I was afraid I was going to have an affair or cheat and do stuff. And so that really stressed me out, but God walked me through that. And he showed me that I'm not my mother And my mother was also an alcoholic and he had to show me that that's not gonna pass down to me or my kids. And he just kind of showed me. I had to walk by faith, but I was anxious. And the second thing was, I was anxious because I didn't know how to have a Christian home. And I've told the story here at the Help Club quite a bit. And I would go into my daughter's room at night and I would kneel beside her bed and I would pray. And I would cry out to God and ask him to help me to have a Christian home and to raise up these children for him because I was afraid. 
And you know what he did? He's so good. He said, spend time with me, Deb. And so I started spending time with him every day. Most days, I would spend a little bit of time in the Word. I started out with 15 minutes just reading the Bible and praying for my day. That's what I started out doing, and then it increased. You know, I just had this hunger and this desire to be with God, but I had to ask God to get me up. I had to ask God to... Um, to help me to want to spend time with him and not stay in bed. And uh, so he did it. And so that was that was the second thing. Then the third thing that required courage was he called me to homeschool our children. And at Help Club, we're for all moms. We're for moms that uh, their kids go to private school, their kids go to public school, their kids homeschool. We are for all moms. So every mom has a place at Help Club and we love all moms and we believe all moms have a calling. And so, but for me personally, God called me to homeschool my children. And for me, I was a straight D student and um, I wasn't, I was a terrible student and I really um, was afraid. I was afraid not only would I not be able to have a Christian home, Christian marriage, but then God threw this whole thing in there about calling me to homeschool my kids and feeling like I was going to mess them up. They weren't going to be able to be successful. They weren't going to be able to, you know, exist in society or what, you know, all those fears that homeschooling moms have. I had them all, but I also had the fear that my kids were going to turn away from God and I was going to mess them up. Do you guys feel that way that you're going to mess up your kids? I think all moms share that, that fear that we're going to mess up our kids. And for you guys now to, to have that fear of not being able to raise up your children in this generation. That's scary, right? So I had, you know, the not having a godly marriage for my mom, not knowing how to have a Christian home, and then calling me to homeschool. And that was just like, I was I was so afraid. And I remember one time I was at this mom's conference, this homeschooling conference, and I was having so much anxiety because I felt like I didn't have what it took to homeschool my kids because not only was I... Um, someone who didn't have, you know, I didn't have um, experience. I didn't go to a four-year college and I just, you know, I, I didn't do well in high school. I actually quit high school for a little while and then I got caught and I had to go back to school. But God gave me this scripture, you guys, and it's so good. It is Isaiah 42 verse 16. Because one time I was at this mom's conference and I was so anxious and I was I had a roommate in my room and I got up and I went out in the hallway it was like three in the morning and I started crying out to God and I said God how am I gonna do this you've got to help me and do you know what he gave me he gave me this and it was Isaiah 42 16 I will lead the blind by ways they have not known along unfamiliar paths I will guide them I will turn the darkness into light before them and make the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do. I will not forsake them. And he gave me that scripture and it helped me so much because I felt like I was blind. I felt like I didn't know what I was doing in homeschooling. I felt weak. I didn't come from a Christian family and I was a bad student. But do you know what God did? So he also told me, seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So if you're a homeschooling mom, I want to talk to you right now that seeking God first in your homeschool is the most important thing you will ever do. And as a mom, if your kids are in school or private school, seeking God first is the most important thing for you to do. Making sure that you talk to your children about the Lord when you rise up, when you lie down, when you drive in your car, right? 
seeking God first in your home looks like you spending time with God, get your marching orders for the day, and then sharing what God's teaching you as you're driving them to school or as you're doing your morning devotions in your homeschool. The number one thing that we did in our homeschool was I read out loud to my children. I read them the Bible. I talked to them about what God was teaching me. I was very passionate because God was teaching me things and I wanted to share it with them. So I read them the Bible every day. We prayed over our day every day. I read them great stories about great Christians. All of us moms should be reading to our children stories about great Christians that faced adversity and overcame it. There's so many missionary biographies that we need to be reading out loud to our children. And so I read out loud to my children, but everything for the majority, I would say of our homeschool was seeking first his kingdom. I wanted more than anything, my kids to know God. I wanted our homeschool, our home life to revolve around God, to revolve around the scriptures. And so that's what we did. So I would read to my kids. They would, they would do Play-Doh. They would do watercolor. Whenever I read to them, I never made them just sit they did Legos, they ate snacks, they ate candy, they had hot chocolate. I wanted them to be happy when I was reading to them so they weren't fidgety and hitting each other or whatever kids do, right? So they were always doing something when I was reading to them. That's a little tip for you guys if you homeschool your children or if you just want to read devotions to your kids when you're not in the car, you know, telling them about what God's learned teaching you. But anyway, that is huge. But do you want to hear what God did? It's amazing. So, so our daughter, um, went to college. And when she graduated, I was at her, at her graduation and I was looking at the program and I was like, it said Christy Weekly, summa cum laude. And I was like, what, what's summa cum laude? I didn't even know what it meant. And it meant she graduated with honors, right? So I was like, wow, I cannot believe it. God, thank you. But then when I went to my son's graduation from his college and my son could not read in third grade, I took him and I had him tested. And you guys may have a boy that has learning glitches and he might not be reading in third grade, but God told me, you just keep reading out loud to him. Don't force him to try to read. Just keep reading out loud to him. And so what I did was I would just read great books to him. He loved listening. He loved doing his Legos. Whatever I was doing, I was reading it out loud. Whatever I was reading to my daughter who was three years older, I was reading to my son, right? And so, but, but by the time he was in eighth grade, he we did this testing thing for Johns Hopkins. They had this Center for Talented Youth program that I wanted my kids to go be a part of that I went to with them. I didn't just let them go. Um, but anyway, so my son was in honors and he actually scored higher on some of the testing things than my daughter did, who was, you know, like really smart. So, but when my son got to graduation from college, I looked at him and I said, Jack, what is hanging around your neck? He had these things hanging around his neck. And he goes, mom, they're honors cords. I didn't even know what they were. My daughter, I don't know if I didn't see her honor cords or what, but my son graduated with honors from college with a mom who had straight D's in high school, who didn't know how to have a Christian home. He graduated with honors. And that was God telling me, I was with you. I saw you seek first the kingdom. Look at what happened. All of these things were added unto you. And my friend, when you choose to follow God, all of these things are going to be added unto you. You may not be able to see it when you're going through it. It may look really messy right now. You might be in the middle of a battle. You might want to give up. You might want to throw in the towel. But God says, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and I will give you everything you need. If that's all you got from this video, you can turn it off right now, but I got some more stuff for you, okay? We're gonna read about David.
So this is so good. And I know it's a long chapter, but just bear with me. And it's important that we just take some time and read the Bible, okay? So it is 1 Samuel 17, and I'm going to read the whole chapter because it's really good. It's about David and Goliath, and I hope your kids are watching. Remember I said to have your kids watch with us, okay? So have your kids, and it's, I'm doing my little New Testament. Okay, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel. Okay, First Kings, so it's before. Okay, I learned that song. You guys should teach your kids that song. It is uh, First Kings, Second Kings. Oh, there it is. Okay. So you should teach your kids that song. It's the Books of the Bible song by We Sing Bible Songs. You can make it a game. I did it with flashcards and we would put the books of the Bible like out on the floor and we would sing it and make it like we put them in order. And it helped It helped me to learn the Bible because I didn't know anything about the Bible until I started reading it with my kids. And so anyways, it's so good. But First Samuel 17, we're going to read the story about David and Goliath. And you are going to be so glad that we read this whole chapter. Okay, so listen up. First Samuel 17, starting in verse one. Are you ready? Listen for the story that's awesome. And guys, the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament is the same God that's in you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you as a Christian. Good morning, Kendra. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Okay, so listen. Okay, first Samuel 17, verse 26. I'm sorry, first Samuel 17. Okay, so now the Philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at Sokah in Judah. They pitched camp at Ephes Damon between Sokah and Azekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled and camped in the valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with the valley between them. Boy, what a scene of battle. A champion named Goliath, this is verse four, a champion named Goliath, I've heard he's nine foot, nine feet tall, okay? There's another thing that talks about um, uh, that he was a giant and that that word giant, I, I didn't have time to look this up, but I was listening to some things on the Bible app about this story. And it said the word giant met, meant Nephilim. And there's a lot of people that think that Goliath was one of the offspring of, um, remember how it talked about the sons of God and men, women had sex and they produced these Nephilim people and uh, they did it before the flood. And that's one of the reasons why God, you know, wiped out the, the earth, you know, wiped out all the people on the earth was because those Nephilim were there. But there were still some, I guess, isolated cases of this perversion of angels coming down and having sex with humans after the flood. And so a lot of experts think that Goliath was half angel, demon actually right? Fallen angels from heaven are demons. So this was a demonic attack straight from the devil on the Israelites through Goliath. Okay. Listen to what all Goliath says and how he destroyed so many of the Israelites. Okay. It was a, it was an attack from the enemy onto the people of God. And you guys, the enemy is wanting to attack you. He wants to attack the people of God. But remember what Jesus said, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. He was over nine feet tall. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing, the, weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs were bronze greaves, a bronze javelin was slung on his back. 
His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron pointed weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine and are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, this day I defy the ranks of Israel. Think about the devil. He hated Israel, okay? This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David, this is verse 12, was the son of an Ephratite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time he was old and well advanced in years. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to the war. The firstborn was Eliab, the second Abinadab, and the third Shema. David was the youngest. The three oldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul, because remember he was playing a harp for Saul, who God took his spirit off of Saul when he was disobedient and gave it to David when he was anointed king by Samuel. But then God also allowed a demonic spirit to torment Saul, and David, who had the presence of God in him, not everybody in the Old Testament had the spirit of God like you and I do. We have the spirit of the living God inside of us, just the same as David did. But back in the Old Testament, not everybody had it, okay, because Jesus hadn't come and died. And so Saul used to have David come and play the harp for him, okay? And so he went from Saul to the sheep, Saul to the sheep, Saul to the sheep. He was a busy guy, okay? So, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. David was faithful. For 40 days, the Philistines, Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these 10 cheeses to the commanders of the unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. They are with Saul and all of the men of Israel in the Valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. Early in the morning, David left the flock with the shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He was obedient, right? He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle position, shouting the war cry. Israel and Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of the supplies. He finished his job, right? David was faithful. Um, ran to the battle lines and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. Oof. When the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give his daughters in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. David asked the man standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Okay, I want to say something to you. David was a worshiper 
And David came to this battle filled up with God because he was a worshiper. And ladies, God wants you to be a worshiper. He wants you to worship him because when you worship God, it will make you stronger. Look how strong David was. He knew who God was. He knew how strong God was. And he he had experience with God. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but he was a worshiper. And ladies, if you can take 10 minutes at the beginning of your day, or even when you're just driving around and sing out your heart to God, find some songs like that song Protector by Kim Walker Smith or Spirit Breakout or Rain Down. I love all of those songs from Sean Foyt. I was at this uh, revival on New Year's Eve 2020 in California. You can go to his Spotify and find some great songs that are filled with power that Kim Walker Smith sang and he sang to it at this uh, revival. They're amazing. I sing them every day because I want to remind myself how mighty God is because I'm small. You're small but God is mighty. But I want you to know David was filled up with God when he went to this battle line, wasn't he? He was a worshiper and he was filled up with God. He was worshiping with Saul. He was worshiping when he was with the sheep. Okay. So, so he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? They repeated to him what they had been saying and told him, this is what will be done for a man who kills him. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, Why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Guys, when you are following God in a calling, the devil will use people in your life to discourage you, to tell you you can't do it. Who do you think you are doing this thing that God has called you to do? And you need to just do like David did and don't listen to them and you move on because it's so cool what he says. And he says, you know, now what have I done? Said David, can I even speak? But he didn't listen to his brother, did he? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. So he wasn't listening to those naysayers telling him he couldn't do this, right? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. Isn't that cool? He said it. God told him to fight somewhere in there. God spoke to David's heart and he said, David, you need to do it, right? Saul replied, you're not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You're only a boy and he has been a fighting man from his youth. That's another naysayer, right? But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went away and struck it and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion... And the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Isn't that awesome? God delivered him from the paw of the lion, the paw of the bear, and the hand of the Philistine. Ha! David, so Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Okay, so the thing I want you to talk, I want to talk to you about really quick about the the lion and the bear is that number two, I want you to be thinking about this. What other victories has God brought you to in your life that you need to remember. For me personally, I 
am doing this thing that is out of my comfort zone called helping lead Help Club for Moms. It's, I'm, I've never sat in a boardroom. I've never been in an executive office. I am a mom. I stayed home with my kids. I homeschooled my kids. You know, I, I, do you see what I'm saying? I'm not qualified to do this job that I'm doing, but God showed me through homeschooling my children, through having a Christian home, through staying married for 32 years, that he will help me do whatever he calls me to do. And so for me personally, those stories of God's faithfulness that I have are what I cling to in the moments when I'm feeling afraid and anxious. And so for you, for your children, where God has a strong call on their life, what has God done in their life already that you can speak to them about? What has God done, right? What has he done in your life already? Where have you seen his faithfulness? I hope you write it down. I hope you write it down because you need to be writing it down because then you can look back over your journals and you can see God's faithfulness, okay? So look back on those times. All right, next. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head. David fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he wasn't used to this. Now guys, David was small. He's a short guy, he was really small, okay? The average Israelite was five foot and a half, I think, and David was probably even smaller. I'm, I get the impression from scripture that he was kind of the runt of the litter. He was small, but he was handsome, right? And so he says, I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. Guys, this is so good. My next point, I don't know what number I'm on, maybe number four. Ask God for a battle plan, your own battle plan. Not a friend's battle plan, not someone on social media's battle plan, your own battle plan. What has God called you to do? He's called you to raise up your kids in a Christian home, but what's your battle plan? Do you need to go looking around at what other people are doing? No. You need to look at what God wants you to do. Guys, I want you to be like a horse running a race, like the Kentucky Derby horses. They have their blinders like this, right? So they can't look around at what's going on around them. They just look forward. And you guys, Jesus wants you to look straight at him for everything that you need. He wants you to run your race. And the Bible says, keeping your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. He wants you to keep going and he wants you to only look at him and not look around at the world and be scared about what you see in the world, about the gender thing, about all this other stuff. He doesn't want you to look around at the world. He doesn't want you to look around at people on social media and how they're raising up their kids for God. He wants you to look at him. Okay, and another thing, when you are finding out, like if you feel like God downloaded a calling into your life, right? And it's something scary or something, or even it could be like having a Christian home, whatever it is. I highly suggest finding a godly friend and talking to her about it. And if your husband is godly, talk to him first, right? Talk to God about it, write it down in your journal, write down what you feel like God told you. But ask a few friends to pray for you and ask them uh, just a little perspective. Don't ask people that are naysayers like uh, Eliab, David's brother, or Saul, or people that don't have faith. Ask someone in your life that has faith. And uh, if you don't have that person, ask God to bring her, okay? So that's the next one. I think that's point five. And point six, sometimes 
things can get so scary in your calling and what God is calling you to do that the only thing that keeps you going when you're scared or when things get hard is the fact that God says you need to let your yes be yes and your no be no. And David just did it. He wasn't afraid. He didn't back out on what God called him to do. He just went out there and did it. And we're going to read that next. But God gave him a battle plan. He was used to fighting the lion and the bear with stones and a sling. He wasn't used to using armor. He was used to using a stones, a stones and a sling. And that was his battle plan. Well, what's your battle plan? And when you get that battle plan, you pray with a friend about the battle plan. You pray with a friend about what you heard from God. And then you just do it. You don't look back. You let your yes be yes and your no be no, unless something comes up that's not biblical or something that's, uh, cause I know some people right now, like they were going to go to the one college and then uh, something happened where all of the roommates in this dorm were all people that don't follow God. And so they chose a different school that's completely different. Or they were putting their kids in a private school and the teacher that they were with like didn't even seem like she was a Christian. That's different. You still, you sometimes God gives us those detours like, um, like uh, what he did with Paul whenever he told Paul to go to a certain place, but the Holy Spirit stopped him from going there and told him to go to this other place. Those things happen. But you will know when you are doing what God wants you to do or not. And sometimes you will feel afraid. You will feel anxious because you cannot stay where you are and go with God. Have you ever heard that quote before? I don't know who said it, but you can't stay where you are and go with God. You have to change. You have to grow. You have to walk by faith. And you have to let your yes be yes and your no be no if you said you're going to do something that doesn't go against the word of God or isn't bad for your kids or bad for you or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like those other situations, they needed to pivot because it was bad for their children to be in those those two schools, the college and the private school. But sometimes you need to pivot, but it doesn't mean you change your calling. And so for me personally, I've said yes to some things lately that are pretty scary and I've had some anxiety and I've but I've talked to some godly people. I have a spiritual advisor. I've talked to my husband, most of all. But I'm down to let your yes be yes and your no be no, Deb. And so that's where I'm going right now. I'm letting my yes be yes and my no be no. Does it feel good? No. Does it feel scary? Yes. Do I feel anxious? Yes. But I'm still following God and doing what he told me to do. I'm letting my yes be yes and my no be no. Because I know for a fact, if I went back on my word and changed my mind and didn't do the things God called me to do, me personally, that uh, I would be in trouble. <laughs> that not trouble, but God would not be pleased. Okay? So let your yes be yes and your no be no. But listen to this. So he got his stones and he put it in the pouch. Okay? He slid stones and he put in his pouch of a shepherd's bag. That's That was his battle plan. So verse 41. Meanwhile, the Philistine with his shield bearer in front of him. So two people came at him. Right? Kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy. Ready and handsome, and he despised him. He said to David, and the enemy will always despise God's people. The enemy will despise you. The enemy will despise the work of the Lord in your life. The enemy will despise you having a Christian home. The enemy will despise you following God wherever he is calling you to do. And he will come at you with lies. But remember, he's just a liar. It's just he's lying to you. Imagine when you're going through this opposition, this little devil over here that sounds really big. He's little when compared to the living God that is inside of you as a Christ follower. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Small devil, big God. 
okay? I, there, I can't even compare this with my arms. I'm waving my arms up to show you how big God is. I mean, there's no way I could do that with my arms compared to little devil, big God. But remember that the enemy's tactics are to lie to you, so don't listen to him. Do what the word says. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added into you. Pray with a friend. Remember what the Bible says, in a multitude of counselors, there's safety. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. Don't back out on your calling when things get tough, okay? Ask God for help. That's the number one thing, but listen. He despised him and he said to David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? So he was despising the calling that God had on David's life. The enemy will despise the calling that God has on your life too. And he said to David, am I, okay. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods, by his demons. The David or Goliath cursed David by the devil. Lower G, gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the fields. Get this though. Listen to what David said. And this is another tip, okay? Listen. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day, the Lord, listen to what he says. You speak out the truth that God has told you. You worship, right? David's a worshiper. You worship so your heart can be filled up with how big God is and how strong God is and that God can help you with everything in your life. And then you speak it out. When you are feeling anxious, not having courage, you speak out what God has told you. You speak out what God has said. Listen to David speak out these words about what God has told him is gonna happen to him. It's kind of like a... Robert Downey Jr. in um, Sherlock Holmes or whatever. I watched that movie years ago before I really thought about it. I hadn't thought about like all the bad stuff that was in that movie. It was crazy. But there was this one scene and he said, I'm, you know, basically he was thinking, I'm going to hit him here. I'm going to hit him here. I'm going to hit him here. But this is basically, you know, God's way. But it was David saying what he was going to do to um, Goliath. And he said, this day, the Lord will hand you over to me. I will strike you down and cut off your head. Today, I will give the carcasses of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is God in Israel, a God in Israel. Ha! He spoke out what God told him. You speak out those scriptures that God has given to you. You speak it out. When the devil comes to you about a lie, like in the morning today, I wasn't feeling brave. I was tired today. My eyes are swollen. I'm having allergic reaction somehow. I was really tired. I've been feeling a little anxious about what God's calling me to do. But I got up this morning and I said, I am strong and courageous for the Lord my God is with me wherever I go. I am strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I just said it. I'm brushing my teeth. I'm washing my face. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. The Lord, my God, is with me wherever I go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When I am weak, then I am strong, for Christ's power may rest on me. Think about that one for just a minute. When you are weak, then you are strong, for Christ's power will rest on you. So don't feel like you have to have it all together. Don't feel like you have to have, be all strong. You can be weak and be strong at the same time. It's God's way. Okay. <laughs> so good. Okay. All those gathered here will know that it is not by sword or spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's. He didn't take any credit for what was going to happen. And he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly 
He just did it, you guys. And sometimes you just have to run after what God's telling you to run after. And remember, it will never go against scripture. It will never usurp your calling as a mom. That is your number one calling. Your number one is a woman of God, your husband if you're married. Number three is your children. Your calling from God will never usurp your calling as a wife and a mother, and it will never go against scripture. Little safety tip. Okay, so as the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag and taking out one stone. He slung it, and guys, God took over that stone. And do you know what I heard today? I was listening on this thing on the Bible app, and it said that as Goliath was cursing David by his gods, he might have been looking up or something, and maybe his helmet fell off. I mean, this is speculating, right? But God took over that stone. Ever how it happened? David slung it, but God took over that stone and made it sink deep into Goliath's forehead, that nine foot, over nine foot giant that was tormenting Israel, that God took over that stone, put it into the head, the skull of Goliath, and it killed him. Now, isn't that amazing? God will take your small faith as you step out in faith and you slain that stone at that giant in your life, or you move forward in the calling that God has for you, he will take it over and he will cause you to be successful. That's what's going to happen. But you need to speak it out, okay? As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him, reaching into his bag. I'm gonna read it again because it's worth reading again. Taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead and he fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran and stood over him. He took hold of the Philistine's sword, which I'm sure he had to use both hands, <laughs> and he cut off the head with the sword. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. When people see you following God, it's going to fill people with faith and the devil is going to flee from you. When you just go for that calling that God has on your life, when you walk by faith, whatever it is that God is telling you to do, people around you will be encouraged to walk by faith and the devil will flee because those Philistines fled. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn all along the Sharam road from, to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem to give more people faith. To give more people faith. But I'm not sure what was happening in Jerusalem uh, I can get back to that later, but he took it there. And I believe he took it there to give them courage. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistine, he said to Abner, commander of this army, who is this young man? So anyway, guys, it is super important that we all walk by faith right now. It's super important that you encourage your children to walk by faith right now and to know that they were born into this generation. I keep this here for a reason. They were born into this generation to walk on water with Jesus, to attempt the impossible, which is to reach their generation for Christ. And you are called into this generation at this time to walk on water with Jesus, to be the mom and the wife and the Christian woman he has called you to be. He will help you. He will lift you up. He will give you strength and courage. So that's my little devotional for today. 
I'm really proud of each of you for watching this video. I hope you share it with a friend. Please click share on this video because we need to be encouraging each other right now as women to encourage other Christian women out there to know that they can do it. Just because of everything happening in our culture doesn't mean that our kids are gonna grow up and be like the world. It doesn't mean it. Don't look around at the winds and the wave. You look straight at Jesus. Look at him for help. He will help you. He will give you what you need, okay? So let me pray. And you guys, if you have a prayer request, go ahead and leave it in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, email me at deb, uh, uh, admin at helpclubformoms.com. Jesus, I pray for every person watching this video or listening to the recording on the podcast or watching the recorded video. I pray that you would get it out to just the right people. I pray, Jesus, that you would give us courage in the face of adversity. God, that we would know that when we are strong in you and in your mighty power, there's nothing that can stop us. Help us to listen to your voice and not listen to the voice of the enemy. Let our children all choose you from a young age and stick by that commitment. Help us to be a woman of our word. Let our yes be yes and our no be no. Help us to follow you with courage and the power of the Holy Spirit. Protect our kids from the evil one in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys for watching. I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you have a great week. Get your book. Get your Wise Woman Abides book. It's $13.99 on Amazon. Every single penny that you that comes from these books goes for our projects at Help Club. And I'll be telling you more about them later. I love you. God bless you. Share the video with your friends. Tell your friends about Help Club. Join us on the podcast for Encountering Jesus. Have a great day. Bye-bye.